Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Life's so full on. I've been working on this deck for ages. These steaks don't cook themselves, you know. Life's good with a Trex deck. Composite decking made from 95% recycled materials that won't rot, stain or fade. Trex, the world's number one decking brand. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. Yes, it's Tuesday the 2nd of November. It is Melbourne Cup Day. The first Tuesday of November It is a very special day, and we've had a show themed on the Melbourne Cup. We hit the show off with a bang. We're Bill Pumari. Bill Pumari has a horse in the Melbourne Cup today. Auckland Cup winner, Ocean Billy. We had him on and he was excited. He's got the hangi down. He's got a crew coming over to celebrate. What a wonderful occasion for Bill Pumari. And what a dream. And what a dream that would be if he was able to get over the line and get a winner for New Zealand. But also for Bill Pumari, he has been great in the Kiwi horse game. So love that from Billy Pumari. We also had Baz's take. Baz has been to the Melbourne Cup many a times. We had his little take. He went through. He took us on a journey throughout the Melbourne Cup, the great race that it is, and he went through all the winners, all the favourites, all the all the moments of glory, and he was, we were able to live, relive that. If you missed that, make sure you head over to the Baz and Izzy podcast, and it was a very, very special take from our skipper Baz on the Melbourne Cup. We also had Andrew Forsman on. He is... The Kiwi trained, he is a trainer for the Kiwi trained horse, the chosen one, and it races today. Has flown well under the radar, ran fourth last year, had a great race. Can it go better today? Andrew Forsman is the trainer for the chosen one. He joined us, and then we had Sir Peter Valor. Sir Peter Valor, he tipped us a good one today. Renosu, Renosu is racing in race one, and he tipped us and said it'll go good. So we've followed it in. It's five bucks on the Fixed odds, how good is that? So Peter Vella also spoke about his great horse and the Coolmore Stud Stakes win over there in Home Affairs. And that horse, wow, 870000 was bought for. It's worth over $25 million. Oh, that is like winning lotto. How good is that? Great to chat to him. And also, he's had tasted victory in Melbourne Cup with Ethereal. Cool. That was a very special occasion. I'm rambling on here. But anyway, we've got a good show. What a show. I've loved everything. Hope you're having a great day. Melbourne Cup. Get up, Ocean Billy. You're listening to Baz and Izzy for breakfast. At Chemist Warehouse, find 20% off the everyday low price of the Amazonia raw protein range. This is Baz and Izzy for breakfast on SCNZ. 
Yeah, good morning. You're listening to Baz and Izzy for breakfast on SENZ. It is Tuesday the 2nd of November. It is the first Tuesday of November, and you know what day that is. That's a special day in the racing calendar, Melbourne Cup Day. Melbourne Cup Day, and today our show is themed around the Melbourne Cup. You won't be here. You might hear a little bit of some other sports, but it'll mostly be about the great day that is Melbourne Cup. And, uh, well, Baz has been there. Baz has been to the Cup. We were meant to head over to it this year, but COVID and Jacinda had other ideas, but that's okay. Anyway, we've got coming up on the show, Melbourne Cup-themed show, and today we kick the show off with a bang. Bill Pomare has a horse in the Melbourne Cup. I'm sure it's every horse trainer's dream to have a runner in the Cup. Ocean Billy, the Auckland Cup winner, will be joining us today. Not the horse. Well, if horses could talk, that would be great, wouldn't it, Bears? If they could tell us, how are you feeling? you going to win today? Anyway, the horses can't talk, and Bill Pullman is the trainer, so he's going to join us this morning to kick things off. And then 7.20ish, Bears has been to the Cup on many occasions, eating his truffle cheese, sipping on Cristal champagne, and he's going to share a wee insight to what makes the Cup so special. So I look forward to that at about 7.20ish. Bears's uh, experience at the Melbourne Cup. That will be a special, special occasion. I can't wait. One day I might be able to head over there to the Melbourne Cup. Anyway, and then following that, we've got tra- Kiwi Trained Horse, the chosen one, races in the Cup as well, flies well under the radar, which baffles me. Uh, is it always there or thereabouts? Fourth last year. Uh, can it go better today? Trainer Andrew Forsman joins us to chat about the chosen one and its opposite. Uh, it's Realistic chances heading into the Melbourne Cup today, and I want to get Baz's thoughts on that as well. The chose one has it got a chance? Well, it does have a chance. Every horse has a chance in the race, but it's always there or thereabouts, and we haven't really spoken about it. So, looking forward to chatting to Andrew Forsman. And then things happen for a reason. And yesterday, we missed our chat with Sir Peter Vella to talk about his horse, Home Affairs, which won the G1 Coolmore Stud Stakes over the weekend. But Sir Peter has done it all. He knows what it takes to win the prestigious trophy. Ethereal, ethereal, sorry, ethereal winning the 2001 Cup and the Caulfield Cup, the Holy Grail. Only 11 horses have done it, I'm pretty sure, and, and ethereal was one of them, doing the Holy Grail, the Caulfield Cup, and the Melbourne Cup. So I look forward to chatting to Sir Peter Vella about that, and we might get a wee update of how the menu's looking for later in the week as well from Sir Peter. And then our NZ Cup Week countdown continues as we are six days out from the week uh, from Cup Week today. And today is Melbourne Cup Day and the last horse to win the NZ Cup and Melbourne Cup was Empire Rose. Empire Rose ridden by the great Tony Allen. Nineteen eighty seven New Zealand Cup, nineteen eighty eight Melbourne Cup. Oh, I wasn't here, I was mm, they might have thought about me about then, but uh, I wasn't even born. So today Tony joins us to reminisce on these memories, a very, very special time for Empire Rose and uh, Tony Allen right in there. So we've got a promo today as well. We promo Melbourne Cup Day Punters Club. Text us. All you got to do is text us your TAB account, your full name, your suburb, and the code word Melbourne, and you go on the draw. You go on the draw. One lucky punter could be a part of the Punters Club and take a share and all that millions that the Punter Club's going to win. So make sure you text us, double eight double three. Your TAB account, your full name, your suburb, and the code word is Melbourne. There you go. You can be a part of the Punters Club and take a share in all the winnings. We're going to be keep promoing that throughout the show. But anyway, 
Hit over to my good mate, Bears McCullum. Mate, you're on the home stretch. You're on the home furlong. How you doing, buddy? Well, I'm good is. Great, actually, mate. It's first Tuesday in November. How good is Melbourne Cup? Yeah. Absolutely fizzing for it, mate. And I know we've sort of been chatting about our selections privately offline, and we'll, we'll bring that to the online yeah. chat as well. I'd like to hear from everyone else too. I'd like to hear from you guys. What is yeah. what's your first four today? Send us a text on double eight double three. Tell us your selections for the Melbourne Cup. Who is going to win? And give us a little first four, because that first four is going to pay a mint. Is it really yeah. is? So it'd be nice yeah. to just. This is half the thing about the Melbourne Cup, isn't it? Just like the the, the chat, you know, around the water cooler in the mornings, the anticipation, the sweepstakes, everyone. Everyone knows yeah. about the race, even people who don't punt. Come Tuesday mm. morning, on first Tuesday in November, they find their way down to the TAB, they get that little white ticket, and they have some money on some <laughs> horse at, later on at 3pm over in Australia, 5pm in New Zealand. Oh. And that is the beauty of the Melbourne Cup. It truly is a race which stops not just one nation, because I think it stops New Zealand as well. So, in my opinion, it's yeah. a race that stops two nations. So... I'm fizzing, mate. And in terms of being in isolation well, or in quarantine, <laughs> could you ask for a better time of the year to be oh. locked up and having to watch races yeah. all day? How good. You got no excuses, mate. You got no excuses to just sit down, watch the TV, get the laptop up, the TAB account gone, just refreshing the page every single second, seeing what the odds are doing and having a punt. Without the kids annoying you. How good is that? I remember last year I took a very elegant. That was the horse I was talking about yesterday. Bears, I took very elegant. And I had to run in the room because the kids were screaming. It was about, you know, it was a terrible hour when the Melbourne Cup's racing in New Zealand with the kids. So I ran in the room, hid away, watched very elegant lose and went back with my head between my tails. So that's nah, a special day, mate. I'm looking forward to it. A terrible Look, day to do elegant. a juice cleanse, I'll tell you. Yeah, well, you're, you're mad. Absolutely <laughs> insane for trying to take that on, mate. The only juice I'll be drinking later on will have bubbles in it. I'll give you the tip. <laughs> as soon as we get off here, mate, I am straight yeah. to the reception. What's reception? Room service. What is room service here? Nine zero nine zero one two. You'll be getting the phone call later. Can I please have a nice, cold, large bottle of bubbles? One glass, please. Yeah. And I'll be Beautiful. just nestling away into, into a little bit of a uh, a little bit of fizzy juice. But good on you for trying mm. the, the juice cleanse. Not sure you got your timing right, yeah. but hey, I'm, I'm here. So nah, it was terrible. Not Ter- terrible timing. Taking terrible options. Timing. Nah, it's... <laughs> I, I needed to do something, uh, Bears. Um, I, I, I told Trudy when you left, actually, I was going to start my, my my journey and but then I broke my leg. Oh got more excuses than um labor. But um you know <laughs> so um whack so I just <laughs> no, I didn't I didn't say anything. I um yeah. Oh that <laughs> let's move on. <laughs> so so why why the juice cleanse just quietly is? Um look just I just every second I I just, I just needed a change. I needed a change. Like I was constantly thinking about Tucker all day, just thinking about Tucker. What's for dinner? What's for lunch? You know. And I just needed a reset. So what I'm trying to do is just reset my metabolism and um, try and lose some weight. Just start losing my weight. 
weight journey and I've been going to the gym and started training. So 80% of your your body weight is what goes in your mouth, you know, and 20% is exercise. That's the reality. So just eat clean and and, and then earn those treats on the weekends. So yeah, that, that's what it's about. But we've got a few people entering this competition. How good. Good on you. Good on you. Yeah, yeah, I think the text machine's yeah. flying. Do you want to read a couple of these out, mate, or are they... Oh, the most of them are entering the competition. I see. Yeah, I've got one oh, here look. from Tim, the teacher. He's a good. He's a good. He's a good bugger. He'll go. Uh, Kia ora, Baz and Izzy. It took me thirty years to back the winner of a Melbourne Cup. Then I got three in a row, starting in twenty seventeen with with Rekindling, then Cross Counter, and Vow and Declare. I think the favourite would be tough to bowl today, but liking the look of Floating Artist as a lightweight chance. Happy Melbourne Cup Day. That is Tim, the teacher. There you go, floating artist. What you even we've never even spoken about that one? Floating artist. Well, yeah, it is a lightweight chance, and hey, sometimes you know getting in at those those weights can be of benefit in, in the Melbourne Cup, no doubt. But it didn't it didn't honestly make my my list. Mm. But that doesn't mean anything. Um, so I mean, hey, who am I to begrudge Tim the teacher? He's won three Melbourne Cup. He's picked the winner of three Melbourne Cups. Got Cup, a apprentice so on it. Theodore Nugent. Yeah, trained by obviously Kieran Maher and David Oosters, who know how to train a staff. Mm. 50 kilos, drawn the 10, so it's going to, should get an economical run, paying what, roughly around the $15 mark. It's got reasonable form coming into it. Mm, I'm just not sure if that form is the right form for this race, but hey, we'll find out, won't we? This is the beauty of it, yeah. just the anticipation. It just gets you, <laughs> gets you going, eh? And you sort of project yourself forward like you've... You're standing there at the end of the races, and you've got your, your mm. winning ticket. You've won the first four. You've smashed the winner on the <laughs> nose. You're sitting there thinking, I'm just going to be swimming in all of the pulling Whitey's cash. Well, it's not his cash, but you know what I mean. And just, yeah, yeah just like that's that's the beauty of the Melbourne Cup, I reckon. And how many other races mm. in the world could people who maybe not even punters sit back and go, took me 30 years to win that race but I won three in a row mm. well, not many other races would do yeah. that to you right and that's what this that's yeah. what this race does oh I'm so yeah, three excited, in a row mate. that's good that's three in a row yeah, that's a good, good one I've, I've only ever I've won it once I've only won it once with Americane so that was I can't remember what year it was but it was a, a few what, a few years back and then Americane won in, uh, in the Melbourne Cup paid good money too so, 2010 um, yeah, it's tough to French. pick Trained. 2010. French trained. Yeah. It was the first French trained horse yeah. to win. And then the following year was Dunedin, who was also French based. So there you go. 2010, American. And then 2011, Ooh. Dunedin. Again, it just it grew the Melbourne Cup, right? So not only were we yeah. getting the, the Irish and the English Raiders, but then we started to get the French Raiders. And then we started to get mm. the Japanese Raiders. And that. That's the beauty. The race has now turned into well. Obviously, this year's a bit different because of the travelling horses, but it's just it's become a target worldwide now. Is which is yeah, is, is testament are, to are what, you, what people. Are you love still on Spanish race. mission? Are you still on Spanish mission? Is, I know you've been going that for the last couple of days. Are you still? On, you've changed my mind. You've changed my mind on on the horse I'm actually going on. Um, I'm going on Grand Promenade. Don't let me change my on, mind on this. Nah, 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 nah. I, I actually, I've, I've just been, I've been under, I've been just having a wee look, having a wee look, and Grand Promenade, winner last star, and the Bart Cummings, 
and three from five at this track can win this. It's paid fourteen bucks. It's written by Karen Mac- Karen McAvoy, and Karen obviously has won a couple of cups, so knows what it takes three, yeah. to win the cup. So it's just yeah, things have, and I know that was part of your um, thought process when you sent me your um, big essay yesterday, and I read it. <laughs> And then there was Grand Promenade in there, and you can Twilight payment don't wasn't even mentioned, my, so I just, you know. My, don't give all of me my oil out there. Just, I haven't got all my bets on yet. The last thing we need is all of the, you know, everyone that is with us here on Baz and Izzy oh. for breakfast to be to be just smashing the odds down on, on, on my selections. But I will say oh, sorry, is, I, I, it's okay, I do like Spanish Mission. And I'm, I'm going to go into yeah. it a bit later on about my take on the Melbourne Cup and what I think it means and some of the, potentially some of the chances as well. Now, you take it or leave it, okay? I'm not proclaiming to know what I'm talking about, but it's just my take on it. And luckily, it's our show is, so we get to have these moments where we can pass <laughs> Well, you're a horse on, farmer, but... mate, so you know what it takes. <laughs> I am a, I So am you a do have farmer. the background. Well, I don't know if it qualifies me to be able to start giving out tips, but hey, I'm gonna I'm gonna be doing it anyway. I'll, I'll tell you why I like Spanish Mission just quickly. Th- that match race that, that turned into a match race over the, um, 3,270 meters at York in the Group Two mm. Lonsdale Cup. That was only in August, and that was against the great Stradivarius. Now, if Stradivarius was in this race, oh, I think he'd, he'd be paying about two dollars fifty. Granted, Stradivarius likes slightly further staying distances than than the two mile, but for anyone that watched that race, it was an absolute war over the final furlong and a half down the straight there at York, and 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 I think Spanish Mission. If it, I know it's had a bit of an injury cloud, but it was a minor issue as far as what the trainers were concerned. It was just a, he bumped his fetlock and there's a bit of swelling in there, so they expect that it, it's not going to have any issue whatsoever on on his ability to run. If he brings that form to this race and he gets an economical trip and he's able to be there over the over those the final furlong and a half down the straight at Flemington and he gets to eyeball them, mm. I think he is going to be tough enough to be able to win. Granted, the, the favourite is a freak. And I think it's, it's, it reminds me of Might and Power. It reminds a lot of people of Might and Power does incentivise. But I just think Spanish Mission... Proven at the trip, carries the weight, gone against the best star in the world, and eyeballed it. Granted, mm. went down half a head, but it was impressive. I'm I'm happy to be on Spanish Mission, my friend. I'd like more odds, nice. but I'm happy to be on yeah. Spanish Mission. So I think it might actually blow nine out a little bit later on as well. What's that about? On the tote, three thirteen twenty on the tote, nine bucks. You reckon it's going to go be about twelve thirteen bucks? You reckon? Oh, I reckon I reckon it'll be more actually. I think because mm. that injury has thrown a few people off, I think you might get more. It's drawn 14. Craig Williams is on. It's trained by Andrew Balding. I think you might get a little bit more than that at the jump. Um, Only they could talk, eh? <sighs> Ain't that the truth, mate? Imagine if you could go up to Spanish <laughs> Mission and say, are you going to win? <laughs> he goes, yes, get it's, on. <laughs> it's a little bit sore, boss. It's a little bit sore. I can't really open up. <laughs> <laughs> or he turned around oh, and said, don't worry about the favourite, I've got him covered. He can't go two <laughs> miles. 
Oh, I love it. I love it. Oh. We haven't even had a champagne yet. We're talking like this. Christ, no. what's in the juice you're drinking? <laughs> We've lost it. We've got one coming in, Baz. We've got one coming in from Ronnie Manson in Whangarei. He says, morning panel. I've got plenty on the winner last year. I'm taking the same one this year. My four, Twilight Payment, Very Elegant, Incentivize, and Traley Rose. Ooh, that is nice. his first four. Okay, just one thing on Twilight Payment we'll get on to as well. Obviously, he won the race last year, eight-year-old. No nine-year-old has ever won the race. The oldest winner of the race has, has been an eight-year-old, and there's been three of them. Tory Bay in 1865, Catalog in 1938, and last year, Twilight Payment 2020. He's going to have to create history to win the Melbourne Cup, and he's going to carry more weight. Good horse, but big ask in this race as well. You hate Twilight Payment, eh? No, I don't hate Twilight Payment. <laughs> I love Joseph O'Brien. Hey, and actually, that's a good point. Joseph O'Brien, the trainer, has made a mercy dash from Ireland down to yeah. Australia to watch this race. So if you're that oh. way inclined and you're looking for little signs, maybe that's a sign that Twilight Payment is is set to, to make history and, and to break that record to become the oldest winner of the Melbourne Cup. But won't get my money is. I'll give you the tip. Yeah, I, I just like I just been checking its distance, and it's obviously it's ran the distance five times for two wins, one second, and one third. So I just love I, the distance. I don't think it has a problem with the distance, but obviously it's up against some very very strong horses. So that's the only reason I liked it. But nine year old, you spoke about it. Hey, it's carried well, the everyone weight loves too. Creating history. Mm. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that is true. Everyone does love creating history. So. You never know what can be achieved today, but it has carried um, heavy weight up in up in the UK as well over this distance. So it shouldn't the weight shouldn't bother it, even though in the racing game everyone says weight stops trains, which it, it can do. Um, it has carried this weight before, and in fact carried heavy. I think it's carried sixty one and a half over this distance, and mm. and stepped up in, in good company as well. It's just whether it, it's able to do it in this race and buck the trend of history. But anyway, we've got. Huge amount to talk about all day. So many great guests as well. Looking forward to talking to all of them. Billy Pomati is going to be a great story. We look forward to getting him on and sharing it with you as well. And then, of course, Sir Peter Vella later on, Andrew Forsman, and all of our chat on Melbourne Cup. What morning we have up and about. It is Baz Nizzy for breakfast. Big thanks to Chemist Warehouse. Great savings every day. Zed. Alrighty, it's 26 minutes past 6 o'clock this morning and today, SCNZ, we are all about the Melbourne Cup. If you hadn't worked it out, Baz and Izzy this morning are on an absolute heater before 6.30. These lads are fired up. We all are. Everyone's dressed in their number ones, looking fly for Melbourne Cup Day and you could be involved with us. You want to be in this punters club? Of course you do. Text your TAB account number, your full name, your suburb, and the code word Melbourne to double eight double three. We've got heaps of texts already, but keep them coming through. And also let us know your first four. Dave from Caraca, three four six twenty two. Hope you have a great day on the punt. I've put mine on Twitter, so I'll be directing all of my pesky friends straight to my Twitter, so I don't have to reply to about twenty different texts throughout mm-hmm. the day. That's always the uh, the dilemma on Melbourne Cup Day, isn't it, Baz? Yeah, yeah, sure is. So you got that many people that want your tips. Only 20. You're on fire. (laughs) And it usually gets closer and closer to jump time. It's like the last minute. Who do I know that? Who do I know that's even vaguely cares about horse racing? (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> what were those? What was that first four that that was just read out then? Um, so yeah. he's got Spanish Mission, very yeah. elegant, yeah. and then he's got the Chosen One, and then the Floating yeah. Artist. Floating uh, that's artist. pretty that's solid that, first four, isn't it? Love it, love it. Mm. Mm. So yeah. what are you on then, Is? Come on. Do you want to hear mine, Bez? Eh? I want to okay. hear yours, mate. I've, I've gone a boxed first four, and I've gone Twilight Payment, Incentivize, Spanish Mission, and Grand Promenade for a boxed tri- uh, box first four and returning 416%. So hopefully that's about 38,000. Was that 120K? Yeah, that'd be quite good. <laughs> <laughs> my awesome. shout lads <laughs> that's so good oh, I'm looking forward to speaking to Andrew Forsman a little bit later on as well obviously Andrew Forsman and Murray Baker they've got the chosen one in the race the yeah. son of Sabah what's Bill. your thoughts on that Bez well, I want to hear your take on, on the chosen one Like it's flying well under the radar it's always there or thereabouts I was watching when it flew home against Delphi a few weeks ago in that race so it's got it likes the likes the late charge, eh? The chosen one. So, what's your thoughts, mate? Well, obviously, ran fourth in the race last year as well. So that was a, a super mm. run. And if if you if if you took three hundred and sixty four days of the year out since that run, and at the end of that run, you would have gone, "There's the winner next year in the Melbourne Cup." Either that, or mm. very elegant. Mark Zara was asleep at the wheel on on very elegant last year. So, unfortunately, she wasn't a chance. But for both of those horses, you would have gone, I'm, I want money on both of them next year. The chosen one and very elegant. Now, obviously, it hasn't been a totally uninterrupted um, run for the chosen one right throughout. I think a couple of starts back, lost a plate, um, and obviously ran 11 lengths behind incentivise as well. But, look, it's a, it's a classy, classy horse. You know, he's still six-year-old stallion, which to me um, says that he's clearly got a, a fine temperament. Um, he, we know he can get the distance. Um, Savabell, well, he's flying, so he can. He leaves sprinters, he leaves, leaves middle distance horses, and and he leaves stayers. So, you know, he's bred to bred to be able to be a a, a top end performer. Uh, the trainers, Murray Baker and Andrew Forsman, you certainly wouldn't back against bend against them. They're the guns, drawn well, thirty four dollars. It'll be in my, and it'll be in all of my first fours and trifectas and all of that sort of thing as okay. well, is it? But let's all when we when Andrew Forsman comes on later on, you yeah. put it on him. Yeah. Put it on him. Yeah. Say, how are we going to yeah. go, mate? What are we going to yeah. make? I, like, or I just have, yeah haven't really thought thought about the chosen one, but I look forward to chatting to him and maybe he'll be a bit like yourself and persuade me into the chosen one and persuade me away from the twilight payment. But that's okay, mate. That's okay. <laughs> keep the, keep the texts coming through. Your first four box. We've got Aaron from Christchurch. He's got one, two, three, 21, 22, and 23 first four box. So keep those messages coming through if you want to be a part of the Punters Club, double eight, double three, your name, your suburb, your TAB account, and the, and the code word is Melbourne. Right now, though, Time for Trudy and the news for Kubota. Together, we are shaping and building New Zealand. Baz and Izzy for breakfast. We're 27 minutes away from 7 o'clock in England. 
have got back on top in their match in the Cricket World Cup 2020 over Sri Lanka. How good was it to see Morgs, oh, Morgan score some runs today? 40-odd, I think he got, and Joss Butler tunned up as well. So they're in some superb form, England. They are looking very dangerous indeed. Sri Lanka need 30 from 13. Keep your messages coming in. You want to get into this Punters Club? Of course you do. Double eight, double three. your TAB account number, your name, where you are around Aotearoa, and the code word, which is Melbourne. But lads, that's not where they're only racing today. Loveracing.nz is your home for everything oh, thoroughbred racing. Oh, really? There are races galore. <laughs> How good is it to have Tuesday, which is like a fully-fledged Saturday, like a proper spring Saturday on the punt? Today, we've got Tarapa and Wingatui running, and there's some nice races at Tarapa, including the Dunstan Horsefeeds Bellamino Stakes, Group 3, Wait for Age, over the 2,000 metres, and Concert Hall, who, well, misfired in the Naki, but it was a track that really didn't suit, is $2.50. Equal favourite with Cheval Prometeur, which ran a really nice fourth in the Livermore. I'm actually looking outside of those two. I'm going to stick with Lana Cord. From gate one, it's going to have to get up near the speed, though, as always you always do at Tarapa. But I'm going to stick with Lana Cord in the feature on the card. And there's some good open uh, handicap racing on the card as well. Race seven, you've got the open handicap with Travelling Light. The classy mare is back. The Mitigator, we know how much luck the Mitigator's had at Tarapa. Waisaki, uh, the Wellington Cup winner, that's way long in the odds, and it's, uh, we'll just be looking to return and start its preparation. And our Hail Mary, which can have some issues with the gates from time to time for Alan Sharrick, but it's claiming with Joe Cameroodin. So there's another really nice race there. But I want to point to race three, which is a bonus back race with the TAB today. And there's two chances. And I don't, I don't, I'm not one of those people that say you back multiple horses in, in the same race, but I think there's two that can win this. Hit the road, Jack, with Aaron Layton claiming the three kgs at the top of the book. So down to 57. I really like what the Felons have been doing. But if you want something a little bit wider, it's already taken betting. Hail Damage, the reliable man mare, uh, $7.50, $2.40. Joe Cameroon again, and uh, Sean Ritchie and Cole Murray, who definitely know what they're doing. So that'll go around in the good fight colours, the purple and stars. So there's some racing at Tarapa and as I said down at Wingatui as well so a great day all around boys it's a total lock in in the couch I just wish we could be at Ellerslie this is meant to be Ellerslie's Melbourne Cup meet so thinking of you Paul Wilcox and the Auckland um, Racing Club and um, Auckland Thoroughbred Racing like it's it's not great what's going on and, and it is a real shame because it's one of the great meetings the Ellerslie Melbourne Cup meetings so we'll be back on track soon enough anyway that's that's my spiel Baz good spiel really good spiel because the rest of us mm. forgot that there was races on anywhere else outside of race seven at <laughs> Flemington. <laughs> so, so it's good that you've just been able to provide a little bit more shade to what's going to happen for the rest of the day. That's going to give us plenty to be able to have a little dabble at too. Is We should just talk about cricket just quickly as well. I know we've got plenty going on today with the racing um, point of view. But Joss Butler, so he mm. is the form player in the world in T20 cricket right now. England, they're playing against Sri Lanka at the moment. England are red hot. We know that in the tournament. New Zealand's red hot yep. now too after after yesterday. But England are red hot. And they've, they've batted first. And we know the stats over in that World Cup at the moment is with the teams batting second, they're winning yeah. majority of the games. So England's tactics were, were quite intriguing actually. They, they kind of got themselves to a point where they kept the spin out and then they just went hell for leather against the seam. 
and Joss Butler, he, he smoked 100 off 60-odd balls, and, and they set 164, and the Jew set in there at Sharjah, but they've just been able to keep chipping away because of that extra score. So there's some really good tactics there from from England and, and from Joss Butler. And and as you mentioned, Louis, as well, Morgs, Noah Morgan got some runs. How good. Finally mm. got some runs. But, yeah, so it's fascinating just seeing one of the best players in the world take conditions out of play almost and just still be able to dominate. you watch any of it, Liz? Yeah, I'm watching it right now, mate. So 134 for eight. Um, they were in at Sri Lanka, then they just dropped two two quick wickets. They were right in the game. Um, but, mate, I want to talk to you about Owen Morgan, uh, someone that's, you know, you had a big part of your team. He was your skipper. He was with the KKR. He was struggling for runs, and it would have been – um, easy, and you spoke about when he oh, he offered himself up to not be selected for that final. But um, what is it about the players that they are, they are struggling for form and they are struggling for runs? But with the presence that they bring to a side, I mean, and it would have been great. It would have been great for his confidence today, seeing him get runs. But what is it about Owen Morgan and and his leadership and his presence that he provides to a side like that you saw for KKR? Yeah, it's a good question. Look, he he was really struggling for runs, and, and most people were calling for his head, and and he did offer up to mm. to step aside. Um, but his leadership, his ability to be able to separate his batting, his own form from um, his role as leader of the side, and and tactically be able to steer the ship was was really impressive, mate. And sometimes the hardest, mm. well, the hardest time to lead is when your own performance is struggling clearly, and and that was must have been incredibly difficult for him. But he was still able to inspire those around him because of his consistency with um, his emotions and, and his moods even though he's struggling for runs you would not have been able to tell he was just level yep. emotionally right throughout and I think that's a, a great yeah, sign yeah, yeah. of a leader mm. um, and I think that's why the guys really responded to what he was saying so it's good to see him get some runs Was it technically? As... Was, it, was it a technical issue with, with why he wasn't getting runs or was it Look I think I think it was um, it's okay. So technically, is what the what the symptom is, but the cause of the problem yeah. um, is is a little deeper than that. The thing I've, I'm a firm believer is that you don't lose your ability, you don't lose your skills, you lose your ability to access your skills because of all the pressures and the white noise that you put on yourself. So you've got to somehow find a yeah. way to be able to unlock that. Um, so you get yourself in that headspace where you just allow your body to flow again, allow your skills to come out. And and you've talked a bit about it with with what you said yesterday about when you're when the pressure's on you mm. used to try and, you know, flick it off your shoulder as a physical act yep. to be able to um, put yourself in that state to move on and just deal with the being in the here and the now. It's the same with same with cricket. So yeah, I think someone like um Owen Morgan he was trying to unlock himself. He just couldn't quite do it at that point in time. So yeah. most people yeah. point to a technical problem, but it was not a technical problem. Mm. He just got a little bit stuck and, and looks now like he might have just unlocked himself. So that's a good sign for him and, and for the England side moving forward too. That just shows the importance. Like um, if you, we, we know, we've been there, we've been a part of it, and we, we understand what it's all about. And it just shows the importance of the mental side of the game, the mental aptitude to be able to get through those little moments, because you spoke about it, everyone has the form, everyone has the talent. When you're at that, when you're at that level, um, talent or, or um, you know your your game ability is probably not the problem. It's the guys that could be able to react under pressure, 
the best mm. to their ability to be able to deal with pressure, the external pressure, the pressures that come with playing with international sides, particularly with England. They are one of the top nations. It's the guys that be able to deal with pressure. So for you as a coach, mate, do you do a lot of... Do you, do you have people that come in and help with the mental side of the game? Or is that something that you're pretty um, keen on, on instilling into your side? Um, do I, yeah. Look, I think that's that's kind of one of my one of my main jobs, to be honest, is like as, as coach. Mm-hmm. That's, yeah. to me, the man management. Now, there's times where, as a coach, I won't have the skills to be able to, if there's a, a deeply rooted problem there, you know, like I won't have those mm-hmm. skills to be able to um, really handle the player appropriately, so therefore you you bring in the expertise. So you bring in that you know the the people who are well um, are well educated in that in that front and being able to uh, then hopefully unlock those guys. But from my point of view as a coach, the majority of the time you're just trying to find a way to get them back on track. You know you're trying to feel the pulse of the group and the pulse of the player and just see where they're at. Do they need a little bit of a a little bit of carrot, you know, a little bit of confidence builder, or do they need a little bit of stick occasionally, a little bit of discipline, a firmer hand? So there's that constant juggling, and, and all you're trying to do is just give the player the best opportunity to go out there and feel 10 foot tall and bulletproof, regardless of form mm. or even ability. And, and that's that's your job yeah. as a coach. But anyway, that's very deep. Crikey, that's deep for a Melbourne I love Cup that. day, isn't I love it? That good best. chat. I love that, Bass, but let's get back to the racing. But I love that chat because you're right. Like the best <laughs> coaches, mate, they have the ability. They have the ability, because every player is different, and you've got to understand how every player reacts and how every player learns, you know, the types of learning, kinesthetic. Do they learn by going outside and doing it? They learn by learning from the whiteboard, watching videos. So your understanding of each individual player is very important. So, mate, that's why you're having so much success. It's good. Love it. Thanks, Sis. Thank you, mate. Well, we're, we're having a bit of success as well, because now we've got everything up and running and... We've got our force, first fours flying in from all of you guys. Keep them coming on double eight, yeah. double three as well. Don't be shy too. If you want, give us a little call on the Kennards High phone line on 0800 Talk us through maybe a Melbourne Cup story that you might have. We'd love to hear about those as well. But what is coming up next for us here on Baz and Izzy for breakfast? I'm guessing there's plenty of Melbourne Cup on this too. It's time for Quizzy Dag. Take on the Iz Master and you could win. A $50 bonus bet with the TAB. Call now, 0800-150-811. It's Quizzy Dag with Ashley and Martin. Regrow your hair. Search Ashley and Martin today. You know what time it is. It's Quizzy Dag. A quiz that keeps on giving like a skipper bass. Louie, Trudy, Kez and Joe not wants to brag But good luck to our quizzies cause this ain't in the bag Oh, 800-150-811 now Give it a go Here we go, here we go We're going to have the quickest quizzy dag in history today we got Zaid on the line Good morning, Zaid Good morning Morning, Zaid Question number one what distance is the Melbourne Cup raced over? 2,000 metres. No. Sorry, Zaid. Tim, Mount Wellington. Tim and Mount Wellington. Yo. Morning, Tim. What distance is what the Melbourne Cup raced over? Oh. 3,200 metres. 
Yes, it is, Timmy. Well done. Yep, yep. You got it. Question number two. In 1985, which New Zealand athlete became the first man to run 100 sub four-minute miles? John Walker. Yes, beautiful. Question number three. Who scored and got sent to the Sinbin in their debut for the Black Ferns on Sunday? Oh, Monday. Yesterday. Uh, pass, mate. Sorry. Oh, lucky Tim. Craig. Good morning, Craig. Good morning. Good morning, Craig. Question number three. Who scored? Who scored and got sent to the Simbin in their debut? Uh, at Dean, somebody. I don't know. I have to pass, mate. Oh, sorry, Craig. No worries. Tim. Tim from Christchurch. How we going, mate? Good, mate. Who scored and got sent to the Simbin in their debut for the Black Ferns yesterday? Chelsea Alley. No. No, sorry, it wasn't Chelsea Alley. Alan from Fakatani. It's your time, Alan. Bring it home, bud. Who scored and got sent to the Simbin in their debut for the Black Ferns yesterday? Nah, I watched the game, but I can't remember her name. Thanks, right. mate. No worries, Alan. <laughs> Thanks, Al. Next week, bud. Brenton. Hey, brother. Hey, brother. Who was scored it, um, and got sent to the Simbin in there? Was it Alana Bremner? Yes, it was Alana Bremner. Well done. Question number four. Who will the Breakers play in the opening NBL game on December the 4th? Oh, I'll go Illawarra. Oops. No, sorry. It wasn't Illawarra. Sorry about that. David. David, good morning, David. Simon, good morning, Simon. Morning, boys. How you going? Good, Simon. Question number four, bud. Who will the Breakers play in their opening NBL game on December the 4th? Uh, Ken Skyman. Yes, beautiful. Question number five, mate, for $50 and you'll chuck it on the snout on some horse in the Melbourne Cup. Here we go. Which jockey which jockey, which races in today's Melbourne Cup rode Maccabi Diva to her three consecutive cups? Um, shit. It was... Four. The three, champion becomes two, a legend, something like that. One. Oh, nah, McAvoy? Nah. Nah, sorry, brother. Mark. Mark from the other bay. <laughs> Mark. Mark, 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 Mark. How are you? Hello. Hey, Mark. Hello, hello. Which, which jockey who races in today's Melbourne Cup rode Maccabi Diva to her three consecutive cups? Glenn Boss. Boom. Boom. How good. How good. Well done, Mark, mate. Bet wisely. Go well today. Back to you, Bezza. Good work, Is. Excellent work, my friend. Another tough quiz. Very well pushed through, though. That's what we're about on Melbourne Cup Day. A little bit of speed. That was Quizzy Dag. Not happy with your hair loss, mate. Today, your turning point in search, Ashley Martin online. It's Baz and Izzy for breakfast on SNZ. It's the first Tuesday of November, which means Melbourne Cup Day. How good. Melbourne Cup Day means payday for Baz and Izzy. Woo. Looking forward to a big show this afternoon. Uh, big shout out too to Beeve. Um Congratulations, team. Team Donald yeah. on the birth of your child. 
Baz or Izzy is a fine name. Baz, Donald, Izzy, Donald, one of the two. That works. Big shout-out anyway to you guys. It is Melbourne Cup Day, and we're up and we're about here at Baz and Izzy for breakfast. We look forward to catching up with you all very, very soon. But for now, well, we're craving a little McCafe. So what that means that we've got to go and catch up with Trudy. Hey, we love Trudy. I want to hear Trudy's first four as well and who's going to win the world. She's looking lovely today too. All dressed up. Nowhere to go. Here's Trudy with the news for Kubota. Together we are shaping and building New Zealand. This is Baz and Izzy for breakfast on ECNZ. Good morning. You're listening to Baz and Izzy for breakfast on SENZ. It is Tuesday, the 2nd of November, the first Tuesday of November. We know what that is. It's Melbourne Cup Day. And, well, you won't hear much else being spoken on the Baz and Izzy for breakfast show because we love a wee punt and we love horses. And this is the greatest day, the day that the race that stops two nations. How good. Hope you're having a cracking Tuesday wherever you are in the country. Make sure you keep those texts coming through. Uh, if you want to be a part of the Punters Club, you want to be a part of the Punters Club, all you got to text, all you got to do is text us your TAB account, your full name, in your suburb, and the code word Melbourne, and you could go on the draw to be a part of the Punters Club, and you could win a share of the millions that me and Baz maybe will win <laughs> later on throughout the day. You can keep those first four uh, options coming through as well. We've got one here. It's two, four, six, sixteen. Also boxed it up for a Quinella minimum payout, nineteen dollars for every dollar. That is from Finn. So Finn's on, Finn's in the game, he's got some money to hopefully get some gravy at the end of the day. Uh, coming up, coming up on the show, we got, what do we got? We've got Baz, Baz is going to be talking about the Cup, the Melbourne Cup, he's been over there on many occasions and it's a great experience and a great, every horse trainer's dream to have a Melbourne Cup uh, racing horse and, and maybe potentially a winner. So Baz has been, he's going to share a little insight to what that's about. Andrew Forsman is going to join us very shortly. He is a Kiwi. He is a Kiwi-trained horse, the chosen one. Races in the cup today. It flies well under the radar, which baffles me. Is it always there or thereabouts? Fourth last year. Can it go one better? Today, Andrew Forsman is going to join us to chat about that. And then we got Sir Peter Valor. Sir Peter Valor, well, he didn't join us yesterday. He, uh, we missed um, getting him online, but things happen for a reason. And today is Cup Day, and he's a big part of the industry, and he knows what it takes to win the Melbourne Cup, Ethereal winning the 2001 Cup, and also doing the Holy Grail, Ethereal winning the Caulfield Cup and the Melbourne Cup. So awesome, awesome. We've got a good show ahead of us. Keep those messages coming through. But right now, Baz, I'm going to get back to you, and we've got a special guest waiting for us. We do, mate, and how lucky are we on Melbourne Cup Day to have... One of the true characters of racing in New Zealand. How he gets his deserved moment in history today. Billy Pomari will watch as his lad, Ocean Billy. Go on, Ocean Billy. Takes on the great race and the world's best stayers in the Melbourne Cup. And for New Zealand, it'll be impossible for all of us not to scream him home. It's truly a Kiwi story with a truly Kiwi bloke. Bill, well, he's seen a lot in his life. And today, that'll include his real-life Melbourne Cup chance. He's on the line with us yeah. now. Good morning, Bill. Good morning, team. Mate, team, you must team, be I know you guys re- re- Yeah. Oh, mate, it's, um, yeah, hasn't hit home just yet, but when I see those colours walk around that bird cage, uh, I guess it's the time. It's the big mate, match today, you know. <laughs> it is the big match, and... and 
it's quite an amazing story. Well, your life story is phenomenal, but I mean, we've obviously we've seen and heard a lot of of your life story over the last little while. I just want to focus a little bit on on the the horse side of things and Ocean Billy and and your um, out and out loyalty to the family that is that has produced a lot of your all of your racehorses and and you go back through Ocean Billy's. Um, dams and and you've just been heavily invested and, and completely loyal right through that family, haven't you? Well, I definitely have, and uh, I've hung on to horses I shouldn't have, uh, but <laughs> but we've kept them and and all the old ones when they pass, they're all buried up on a hill that overlooks the lake. Um, so we take good care. I've got old Flying Chief home at the moment, and he's 28 years old. Um, and he's getting around fine. So yeah, yeah, they are part of our family, and we take very good care of them. I love that, Bill. I love that, Bill. You've got a real good connection. I know how fond you are of Ocean Billy. We had you on the show a while back for the Tarzino. I think Ocean Billy was racing on Tarzino. You spoke about Ocean Billy and, and what a bit of a kind of a... You spoke about his um, personality, being a bit of a cocky kind of a horse, just you know, prances around with his head up. You know, look at me, look at me. How's the horse been... Pre- how's the preparations been for Ocean Billy heading into this Melbourne Cup, mate? Um, I couldn't be happier actually. I I had my concerns um, because I, I've kept in contact with Christian, and he was a bit concerned that he wasn't eating very well at all at the beginning. Uh, so he went into that Caulfield Cup, um, you know, with four days of not eating very much at all, and he was thrown in the deep end really because I sent him over there only after racing him in a mile here, which mm. probably wasn't ideal, but I thought that if I can get his sprinting good, if a horse can really sprint at the end of the race, uh, it gives him a big chance. So I got that all right. He went over there and didn't eat that well, and he, he took a little while to adjust. But then just of late, Chris sent me a photo of the horse, and I thought he looked absolutely magnificent. Uh, he looks like he's happy now. Uh, he looked very happy, and Chris tells me the people that are handling him just love him to pieces because of his nature. He's that lover. He loves people more than than other horses, and and, and I think um, he's a very relaxed, very relaxed um, horse. So uh, I would say he's in the right frame. Apparently, his bloods have come back very good. So uh, yeah, he could go. We're going to that. Yeah, I love that. I love that, mate. The perfect race. The perfect race for Ocean Billy. Where will be the ideal situation coming into the Flemington home straight? The last furlong, we know it's a long straight. Where would you ideally want Ocean Billy to be about? Um, he, I'd like to see him probably in midfield, but the thing is, if he is, he's going to have to be sitting a little bit wide because he, he needs room around him. He needs to get out and get his big stride going. Um, but he's also a horse that can run from the back of the field. Uh, he's got a got a great ten of speed because he, he'll just go to sleep. If he's put into the right spot, he goes to sleep. He's a very relaxed horse, and when you ask him to uh, accelerate, he has that turn of speed. And the thing was, the jockey felt that he didn't do that in the Caulfield Cup. And as I explained to him, I said the Caulfield Cup was a very weak track, a tight track. Was very hard for a big strider like him to accelerate, but with a firm track at Melbourne today and plenty of room, mm. uh, I think we'll see that acceleration that he's got. Hopefully, he he makes his he doesn't sit too long and makes his move because the races that he's won, including over the two miles here, um, he's accelerated very early in the piece. I mean, saying so the Waikato Cup, he took off with 1,100 metres to go, 
leave the field and just mm. leave them all the way to the line. So once he gets in front, he's a hard horse to pass. Mm. Oh, you can almost just envisage, can't you? Ocean Billy incentivised Spanish mission, maybe very elegant, just like an out-and-out war oh, over the final furlong and a half. Oh, it's starting to get pretty fizzed up here, Billy. But anyway, um, right, where are you going to be watching it then, mate? Like, the horse is ready, but are you oh, ready? Yeah, we've, we've got a Melbourne Cup day out on the farm and everyone's getting dressed up and the fascinated it's in order to be just like being at the Melbourne Cup. We've got a whole <laughs> lot of nice people coming and, uh, oh, no, we've, we've got to sort it and the, the mates get the hangy all, all jacked up and uh, um, plenty of food, plenty of drinks and plenty of excitement here. Uh, we've got a big group, nice group, um, all coming out the farm and looks like it's going to be a... Uh, a great day today, and and you're talking of uh, watching a good finish. I want to see the chosen one and Ocean Billy out in front, mm. fighting to that line, doing a yeah, Waverley nice. Star bone crusher. You know that's that that would get the blood boiling, wouldn't it? <laughs> oh, <laughs> that would be special. <laughs> oh, how good would that be, mate? Hundred percent, Bill. Hey, Bill, talk us through your outfit, mate. I know you got the red bands down below. What kind of outfit are you oh, running no, for the no, Melbourne no. Cup today? You know. No, no, today a nice, nice dark blue suit, um, light shirt, probably watch, and I've got this beautiful yellow tie with blue horseshoes on it, and then my trusty <laughs> hat, the one I always wear, my lucky hat, I'll have that on today, um, and I've got yeah. two sons that are going to represent me at Melbourne today, so they got tickets for 10 people, so they're taking eight mates with them, and they're all wearing floppy hats like I wear when I go to the races <laughs> in these suits. So that'll be interesting to see. Should he be in that, and, and should he actually win, uh, you'll probably see something pretty funny with those boys because they're, they're quite comic, <laughs> and they'll be all dressed up for the occasion. You be careful you don't get a stone bruise if you've got a change of footwear on there as well, Bill. Oh, look, I, yeah, no, no. I might wear my gumboots with my suit today, I think. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I wear most of the time, so I'll just polish them. Uh, mate, mate, just just talk to us a little bit. I mean, I'm a, the Melbourne Cup dream, like, did you ever, in your wildest imagination, think that it would be possible? You'd be living the life that you're living today with Ocean Billy about to get started and the, the race that stops two nations. Oh, look, I, I just couldn't. I dreamed, you know, like I, I, I've i had contacts throughout my life with some great people in racing, you know, some old jockeys. There's, my first wife's family were heavily involved in racing with their um, uncle being a jockey and a, a stipe afterwards and staying in the racing game. Um, I got keen on, on, on betting when uh, my first brother-in-law was a reporter for the Chronicle in the Dominion and he was a racing reporter so um, he used to give me tips so never have a good tips but we used to bet <laughs> quite a bit so I started getting involved then and then of course after I bought my first horse which I then bred from I think a lot of people said well why are you breeding from this family but I'd done a bit of a study on the family and I liked it and that's why I continued. And my family couldn't believe I was holding all these mares. I had about five or six mares on the place, and I couldn't afford to get them in foal because as much as you say, oh, yeah, you get them in foal, it's all the cost afterwards of raising mm. that foal. And, and there's a lot of cost involved in it. So I had them sitting there. And then, of course, a good friend of mine that uh, I was very involved with in the early breeding of this family, um, went to manage a stud with Sam and I offered my 
breeding too many, took them all and started breeding. So he kept them ticking over and the foals started spelling and then they got a couple of reasonable prices for them and they you know, they, they were getting popular. So um, I still wasn't in a financial position to get right involved with breeding and I still had a lot of horses on the place that I had to uh, train and try to see if they're going to make them. Some of them were going pretty good, you know, like Rich Billy Marsh and uh, horses like that, that that caught the eye and they were real speed merchants and uh, called me Evie and, and, and uh, you know, um, Don and Billy. So they started, um, you know, winning stakes and, and money and uh, so I started getting rid of them. I thought, oh, shall I start breeding again? But I thought at my age, you know, I, I may not get to see them race. Um, and then um, Gary Hennessy has taken some now, some of my mares, and I've actually got a couple of poles coming this year. I've got a full brother to Ocean Billy that was, um, it's over at Waikato Stud now, um, and she's back in pole to Ocean Park. So suddenly out of the blue, uh, I'm breeding, and, and then to have a horse make it to a Melbourne Cup, a, a dream that I never thought would ever arrive, is here and and and, and I, I'm still actually a little bit dazed because it hasn't really <laughs> sunk in. You know. The enormity of of being in there. People keep telling me how lucky I am and how wonderful. And and it's just like I'm I'm racing in an open handicap at Auckland. But uh, that's obviously obviously going to change very quickly. Yeah, I reckon you can, oh, the old man. palms will get a bit sweaty and the the heart will skip a little beat at some stage later on this afternoon, roughly around. 3 p.m. Melbourne time, I'm guessing. But, mate, the, um, talk to us a little bit then. You, you mentioned Gary Hennessy, and obviously he he had um, the the wonderful racehorse, now Stallion, who's doing excellent things out at um, Waikato Stud Ocean Park. That's the dam of Billy Ocean, uh, Ocean Billy, and the, the dam is obviously... Uh, sorry, that's the sire of Ocean Billy and, and the dam being yeah. called Storm. So why Ocean Park? Was it just that relationship, or, or there was something about Ocean Park that you just... You just felt would work. No, well no, um, no. How I came in the first place to um, go to Ocean Park was that um, I couldn't afford to go to Ocean Park. He was standing at thirty thousand dollars. I didn't have thirty dollars, so um, I, I put it out there that I had this mare and maybe um, I could sell her because she was she was very well performed. She won the Newmarket Handicap on Boxing Day, and she was placed. Um, as a two-year-old, stakes place, a two-year-old and a three-year-old. And she had a lot of ability. And when her racing career was over, I thought oh, I might you know, get some decent money for her. So um, um, Justin Slater, who is from the uh, Breeders' Association uh, and quite involved in, in, in breeding, and, and her brother is, is also... Um, and she suggested that she had someone that could be interested if they would look at buying them and offered me uh, an amount. And I said, oh, no, if I can get 60000 I'd be happier and uh, and I'd sell it. But um, she wasn't prepared to go to that and suggested that perhaps uh, if she put the service fee of Ocean Park up that her and I could breed uh, something from her. And, and I quickly agreed to that because I'd love to go to Ocean Park, but I couldn't afford it. And that's how it came about. But then when it came to sale time, nobody wanted any Ocean Park. So uh, we were sort of left to it in the way and couldn't get much money for it at all. So I ended up buying uh, the value that we were offered, which wasn't very much, uh, buying her half share of it. And that's how I came really to have them on my own. And uh, the rest was history. Things happen for a reason. They can't get near the Ocean Ah, Park now. He's absolutely flying. And that's great to hear you've got... Full sibling as well. 
wasn't just uh, um, uh, cool storm and breeding ocean billy, but also cool storm stories and interesting one too, because Sir Patrick Hogan and I went there. This, this is me after a few regulars deciding I'll ring Sir Patrick up <laughs> and see if he wants to go. <laughs> go in the breeding chair with me. Well, took, took him by oh, surprise. It took him a little while to answer, to answer that, and then he said, why not? Yeah, we will. And so, so Patrick and Sir Patrick and I breed um, cool storm, Ocean Billy's mother, and again went to the sales. Nobody wanted one called cats, couldn't get him away. He, said, he just said to me, Bill, take that Billy home and just give me what you feel my half's worth. Well, you know, me being a bit tight, I, I didn't give him very much for his half. I ended up with Cold Storm for next to nothing, you know. So, so the story of Cold Storm, how I got her and how I got Ocean Billy is very interesting. Oh. They're both bargains, you know. Oh. Well, we know you're going to be well sought after today and we really, really appreciate you joining us as well, Bill, for for what is a, a really special day for you and, and all the New Zealand's in behind yeah. you, mate. And big thanks from, from both um, here us, us here on, on Baz and Izzy for breakfast for, for joining us on on, on well, well, Bill. Thank Cup you. Day. Yeah, yeah. Thanks to all those racing people who have been sending me messages and I... My phone has just been so busy the last few days, but a big thanks out to all them because I really appreciate um, that people uh, r- really enjoy watching the big juice nut race. And, and thank you guys too. <laughs> uh, you're a legend. No all worries, the best, mate. No. All the best. We'll be shouting for you. How good's that? True Kiwi story. What an absolute champion. Go on, Ocean Billy. In from 126 to 1 to 51 on the tote. So maybe it's got a little bit of. New Zealand's money on it as well. It's 7.20 in the morning here on Baz and Izzy for breakfast. Big thanks to the Chemist Warehouse. Great savings every day. All right, we're 25 minutes past 7 o'clock this morning. 0800 150 811. The Kennard High, Kennard's High phone line is there for you to tell us your Melbourne Cup stories. We want to hear from you, but we also want you to text 8833 with your name, your TAB account number, where you are around New Zealand, and the code word, Melbourne. Because today is the Melbourne Cup and we're going to be punting up a storm across the day on SENZ. And we want you, 20 of you, in our punters club because today is the day of days. And Brett, you're asking if Baz needs any oysters or craze. Um, we really, I'm sure, I'm sure he really appreciates that. Not that you probably need it, do you, Baz? No, I'm okay. But thanks, Brett. I appreciate you offering to bring in some peanuts or pretzels or chips or juice, cream and onion soup mix. I uh, really appreciate that, mate, but I'll, I'll, I should be okay. But it's a very kind gesture from you, Brett. But let me take you on a little Melbourne Cup setup, lads. Is let me just let me just walk you through a little bit of the history of the great the great race that stops two nations. Well, eighteen sixty one, eighteen sixty two, horse called Archer. First in eighteen sixty one, it was just a field of seventeen. Eighteen sixty two, Archer got the. Job done again. 1863, it was the smallest field of seven. Several horses scratched in sympathy because Archer was scratched on a technicality. One of the first champions and one of the first horses which was able to etch its name into the history of the Melbourne Cup. Let's fast forward. 1930, the Great Far Lap. The shortest price in history, 8 to 11 odds on. Incentivise is the next best, is the next shortest odds which goes around today. 1942 to 1944, the war years, the Melbourne Cup. Well, it wasn't run on the Tuesday, it was run on Saturday. 1972, 3,200, it was changed to 
previously, the two miles, 3,218 metres. The shortest, the distance, the 18.6 metres, the shortest distance, well, the distance which, if you look back on it, has had the greatest impact of many horses over those years. 1993, vintage crop, Dermot Weld, first Northern Hemisphere horse to win. Wasn't that a significant milestone? 2003, 2004, 2005, the diva years, the great Maccabi diva, Glenn Boss, went bang, bang, bang. 2008, the Cups King, Bart Cummins, his 12th win on a horse called Viewed, with a horse called Viewed. 2010 was another significant milestone. It was the first French-trained horse in America, which competed in the great race and went away with the spoils. 2011, again, the French took the spoils. They came to Australia and they walked away with victory with Dunedin. 2012, the first seven across the line were Irish-bred. It was truly becoming a race for all of the world. 2015 saw the first woman to win the great race with Michelle Payne riding 101 to 1 shot Prince of Penzance to cross the line first. 2016 Lloyd Williams, five winners of the Melbourne Cup. El Mandon got the job done for the great Lloyd Williams. 2017 he backed it up with Rekindling, first three year old since skipped him back in 1941. Even he was classed as a four year old here in the Northern Hemisphere but it shows that weight is all important. 2018, cross-counter, Kieran McAvoy wins his third Melbourne Cup. Yes, Kieran McAvoy also has a, run, a, a ride in the race today. He joins the great Damien Oliver. Well, Grand Promenade and Delphi are both chances. Do we see history again today? 2019, Val Declare, the great Australian story. Up the rails for Danny O'Brien and Craig Williams got the job done. 2020 Twilight Payment, Joseph O'Brien had a great raid. He's back again this year. What are we going to see this time round on the first Tuesday in November? We've seen horses go out there. The longest odds, four horses have gone round at 101, 100 to 1, the most recent being Prince of Penzance. The shortest odds was Farlap, 8 to 11. That was 1930. There's been 34 of 150 of the favourites have gone on to win. The oldest winner is an eight-year-old. That was Tory Boy in 1865, Catalogue in 1938, and last year's winner, Twilight Payment, in 2020. Well, no one knows. Everyone really thinks we know, but no one really knows. <laughs> but this year, we've got so many options. Is it going to be the shortest favourite and incentivised since the Great Far Lap of 1930? Will it be Twilight Payment to defy the history and be the first nine-year-old to win? Could Ocean Billy, yes, Billy's Billy's boy, could he get the job done for all of New Zealand? A story we can all get behind. Will it be Oliver? Will it be McAvoy? Fourth winner aboard Delphi or Grand Promenade. What about the son of Tavistock, Traley Rose? Could he find himself in the finish? What about the forgotten girl, the New Zealand bred, New Zealand trained and New Zealand ridden? Very elegant. The chosen one, six-year-old. Son of champion New Zealand Stallion Savabil, trained by the Kiwi combo of Baker and Forsman. What chance do you give him? Or will the form of a match race up the straight in York in the, in the Group 2 Lonsdale Cup over 3,270 metres in August versus Stradivarius be enough for Spanish mission? Well, none of us really know, but it is the race that stops two nations. The 3,200 metre race, handicap race, which is steeped in history. To the victor will go the spoils 
and a name that will be etched into history on the most significant of dates, the date being the first Tuesday in November. Excess knowledge went to the lead narrowly. Here's Prince of Penzance coming on down the outside. Prince of Penzance for Michelle Payne. Now Max Dynamite starts to charge home. Prince of Penzance from Max Dynamite. Prince of Penzance, it's history of moving to Michelle Payne. Prince of Penzance from Max Dynamite. Ah, oh, Baz, you got the memories going there. Loved that. Loved every second of that. Beautiful. It was the news for Kubota together. We are shaping and building New Zealand. But before that, Baz has just walked us through the great race. Michelle Payne, the first woman to win it as a jockey. Maccabi Diva, just an absolute marvel. And today we're going to have a new winner. And I cannot wait. We might. We might not. We might have an old winner. Twilight payment might back it up. So we'll talk <laughs> more of that. Andrew Forsman coming up. And you can be involved here across SENZ today. Send us a text, double eight double three. your name, your TAB account number, where you are around New Zealand, and the code word, which is Melbourne. Nice and simple. Just a couple of quick notes to catch everyone up on this morning. Joss Butler's sensational form has continued. And it's actually gone to another level. He's scored a ton. He's the first person to ton up in this tournament at the World 2020 off 67 balls. Friend of the show, Baz's mate, Morgs. Oh, Morgan, 40 off 36 as England posted. 164 for four before knocking over Sri Lanka for 137. The Black Caps, they play again tomorrow evening. I think it's an 11 o'clock game. And staying over... Sees in the Premier League. Well, there's some uh, Tottenham Hotspurs chat. And I know Baz has got a keen interest in the Spurs. So they're in advanced talks with former Chelsea and Inter Milan boss, old Conte, Antonio Conte. Remember him? He's a bit of a character. Well, he's got a job. There's a job vacancy, potentially, and it could be all his. And uh, look, he's a he's a smart footballing man, and he has a lot of respect globally. So that couldn't be the worst thing after Manchester United knocked over Spurs 3-0 on the weekend. We managed to avoid talking about that one yesterday, <laughs> but I'm sure Izzy will want to bring that back at some stage this week. And lads, just before we get off to a break and come back to Andrew Forsman, um, I'll, I'll tip out my first four. You guys have put your neck on the line. It would only be fair if I did the yep. same. <clears throat> Incentivise. Spanish mission, I think Baz's European Stradivarius form, I love that take. I think that you just have to respect it. I really enjoy it. And Charlie Rose, I think, is the lightweight up-and-comer that if some boil-over was going to happen and you were going to get one of these lightweights to do it, for me, I think there's enough scope here for this mare to keep going. And the chosen one rounds out my first four. I think last year it was a far stronger race than this year. Take out Incentivise. This field is... Um, well, it's not average, but it's not the strongest Melbourne Cup field. 
take out Incentivise, The Chosen One and Twilight Payment and Very Elegant were the runs of last year. I think Twilight Payment, The Weight Penalty, just a year older, and Very Elegant, I just haven't seen her get to that kind of peak form she was in last prep to put her in my first fourth. But I'm keeping The Chosen One. I reckon he's ready to go bang. So that's my first four. Incentivise, Spanish Mission, The Chosen One and Charlie Rose. Love it. Love it. Love it. Love it, Louis. Love that from you, mate. Good little form. And if anyone knows, it's got to be you, mate. Got a text here. Has the order ever finished? One, two, three, four in the cup. That wasn't a dig. That wasn't a diggy, Louis. You know what you're talking about. You know what you're doing with the horse racing, mate. You are part of a a wee little following on Instagram, mate. So I love it. But has the order ever finished? One, two, three, four in the cup. Because today is the day, boys. You heard it here. That is from an unknown Texas Twilight Payment, incentivized Spanish Mission, very elegant. That is one, two, three, four. I've got one, two, three in my um, in my first four, and then I've gone promenade sixteen. So there you go. Mm. But anyway, that's enough of my chat and my first four. We'll get over to Andrew Formsman. He's going to come up just after this wee little stop here, and we'll get on the text line and start getting up some ideas together, but keep those texts coming through. You could be in the draw to go in that uh, punters club little syndication that they've got going for today. All you got to do is text your name, where you're from, the suburb you're from, and your TAB uh, account number, and you go right in that draw. Keep coming. We'll be back soon. Listening to Baz and Izzy for breakfast on SENZ. Yeah, okay, we're 16 and a half minutes away from 8 o'clock on the first Tuesday of November, so you know what day it is. Keep your texts coming in to get into the Punters Club, your TAB account number, your name, where you are around New Zealand, and the code word Melbourne. I can take my floppy hat off because we've had Bill Palmare. He's on the SENZ app in the, uh, on the podcast channels. It was getting a bit uncomfortable with the headphones, Izzy. But we got another horse trainer on, a very good one at that. We do, we do. Last year's Melbourne Cup was a ripping addition. The European Twilight Payment, too strong at the end, but have a listen to this. Down the outside, Russian Camelot. Twilight Payment at the 300 metres. Still three weeks fence. Tiger Moth, the chosen one, running on with Russian Camelot and Persan. Twilight Payment tries to break their hearts. Tiger Moth wearing him down with the chosen one. It's Twilight Payment. Tiger Moth still trying to get there. Twilight Payment, what a ride, what a win. In a cup we'll never forget. Yep. The chosen one, the very New Zealand chosen one, a Savion Tire who loomed up to win the Melbourne Cup for co-trainers Andrew Forsman and Murray Baker for before just being outstayed the last little bit. Why can't he do it again though? We know we all know he'll get the trip. We know the dry track is perfect. He's got the grouse jockey Damien Lane on his back and he's got that Kiwi scrap in him. So how about it? So what do you reckon, Andrew Forsman? Good morning, mate. Good morning, how are you? I'm bloody well, mate. How are you? It's cup day today. How are you feeling? Yeah, I'm, well, I've just been a bit busy at work. We're just finishing up for the morning, got all the horses worked, and just listening to the replay does put that bit of a shiver up your spine for sure. It's, um, yeah, it'll be a, a good buzz, and I'm, I'm sure from the draw at least he's going to get a soft run and hopefully give us a similar sort of side again this year. Now, what's it like? You've, you've, you've been in this situation before. Does it get old? Does it get old and you get used to it, or is it every cup day just the nerves start flowing and you just can't beat that feeling when you know you've got a runner in the cup day. Yeah, it's pretty special. Um, it's not easy to get them in there for a start. You've you've got <laughs> to have won a good race or qualified somehow. So 
yeah, just to, to be able to have a horse in the race and line up and take your spot, that's a, a big achievement in itself. And you now just hope, hopeful that the horse can run well and do us proud again. Andrew Baz here, mate. Where um, where are you going to be watching the great race from, mate? Well, I'm, I'm at Tarapa. Unfortunately, or fortunately, I don't know if it's good or bad, but I mean, we're in level three anyway. We're, we're in level three, Baz. I can't go to the pub or hang out with my mates anyway, so I think I'll probably no, just sneak off mate. my Might car. And, early. <laughs> sneak out in my car and watch it on my phone or something like that. Uh, just, we, I guess, from, from your point of view, it would just be amazing to be there on track and and lapping it all up, you've obviously, I mean, you guys have, have trained some amazing horses and you've, you've owned in some amazing horses as well, but what is it about Melbourne Cup, the Melbourne Cup, that just just grabs all of us and, and particularly you guys as trainers? Yeah, it's um, just a very special race. I, I remember being there, I can't remember what year it was now, it might have been 2009, I think, when Nom de Jure, I was there looking after him, and just the the lead-up, the whole Melbourne Cup week, the parades, the, the buzz around the town just building up to the race was massive, and it's a shame that, you know, people won't be really experiencing that this year because that's the whole thing, you know, it's just the buzz and the hype and the build-up toward the race. It was, a, it was just a special thing to be a part of, and you walk through that tunnel and you're just 100,000 people on the course. It's um, nothing like it, nothing I've ever experienced like it anyway, and I'm sure it's sort of like walking out on the MCG in a World Cup final bass. Oh, hopefully it goes a bit better. <laughs> hopefully it goes a bit better than that, mate. <laughs> that's a bit on the nose, sure Andrew. You... Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's, that's good crack. Oh, nice. <laughs> so, what are we expecting? How are we how are we expecting the chosen one to go? He's obviously at reasonable. Wise, aggressive, well. aggressive, like our skip bears. It's going to be aggressive. <laughs> Who cares? Go down swinging. <laughs> Can we put a little dollar each way on him? Yeah, I reckon you can. I, I don't see why why he couldn't run. Again, he's a top four or five chance, realistically, on on his mm. best. You know, I think one thing when you look through that race last year, he, he did have all favours. He loomed up to win, and he just whether he wasn't quite good enough or he didn't quite run the trip out. You know, he's thereabouts. Um, it's just whether he's as good as some of those the better ones up the top. You know, there might be two or three that are a bit too good for him on the day, but. Now, if things play out for him and they don't for the others, he won't, he won't be far away. Mate, what is his strengths? What is the chosen one's strengths? And what are, we, what, are we, what are we looking for throughout the race where we know, okay, the chosen one's got a real good chance here to steam home? Um, I think with the, the good draw means he won't get too far, or shouldn't have to get too far off him. So hopefully he's midfield. I mean, he's mm. he's just such a, a genuine horse when things are run to suit. He didn't get things in his favour. He's a colt, and when things don't quite go right for him, he can throw in a bad run. He did last start in the Caulfield Cup. Um, I'm pretty sure things will work out perfectly for him today, and if they do, just look for him to obviously hopefully get a good run through them. Um, always in a Melbourne Cup, half of them are out of gas at the three or 400. Um, a lot of them have just come to the end of their run. The field opens up and the ones that really do run the trip out come to the top, and, and hopefully he's one of them just sort of coming out of the pack and charging home late. Yeah, that was actually a question I was going to ask you as well, Andrew. Obviously the field is maybe, the bottom half of the field is not as strong as what we're normally used to seeing with the, the lack of maybe imports which are coming in, and there is probably a lot of those horses which could potentially get in the way. So part of the tactics, you are looking to be quite forward, I guess, and 
you're sort of hoping a couple of those real smart ones are, are probably held up. Is that fair? Yeah, that's fair. And I guess but those Europeans, they're just such superior stayers. They're trained differently, bred differently. Um, they do have the advantage on us. They're well prepared. Um, every, they've had a good grounding to set them up for a race like this, where our horses sort of come through age group racing and those sort of paths. And it's a little bit different. Um, so we are at a disadvantage. Um, we just have to hope that maybe that you know that they feel the firmness of the track and just little things like that that might play into how, our hands and not theirs. Yeah, absolutely. And being the other thing I want to focus on is obviously by the great New Zealand size Saverbeel and out of the dam, the glitzy one. He's a six-year-old now, still still a stallion. So his temperament must be superb. Is he is he a stallion prospect? I know he's won one point nine million. He's been a tremendous horse for you guys over over the years. Is he a is he a potential stallion, or is he sort of just maybe a little bit far, a little bit a little bit older for that, or, or is there still a chance? Yeah, I mean, it's probably it's just how commercially he become has become. That's just the problem. He hasn't won a Group One race of all the good races he's run. Um, yeah, it's a little bit about being commercial, I suppose, this day and age. People want to send horses to speed horses or, you know, they don't want to breed to a, a stayer. You know, even though he's a classy horse and he has got good ability, it's just the way the market's geared, unfortunately. And for a horse like him, hopefully when he does find a place at stud and, you know, people can could probably breed genuine staying types, but just the way, you know, the market is, it does make it tough for a horse like him to find a place at stud. Mate, we, our mind does amazing things, some fascinating things in the brain, and surely your mind and and your 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 brain has thought to that moment. That moment, if the chosen one crosses the line in first place, have you pictured <laughs> that moment, and how would that feel for you, bud? Yeah, it'd be pretty amazing. I'm sure it would. Yeah, I don't know how I'd react. I might go missing for a few days, but um, <laughs> no, it'd be. <laughs> I'll come join you, That'd be awesome, boys. Yeah, that's what we, you know. It's what every sort of horse trainer would dream about is just to have a runner in there, and you know, to, to have that chance of you know creating history in such a prestigious race. It's it's pretty much the ultimate. Good man. Well, we're going to let you go shortly, but before we do, you better steer us into one at Tarapa, surely. If that's taking your attention today. What are we punting over there? Oh, put me in a tricky spot there. Um, you must have known we were going to ask this question. <laughs> I should have. I should have been a little bit more prepared than that. Um, there's a horse called Current, Current Surge in the Maiden Mile. He's promised a bit before, hasn't really delivered. He'll go around at really good each way odds. Just have a bet on him each way today. If he doesn't fire, we'll be pretty disappointed. He's going well enough. Could surprise, but yeah, I think he's a, he's a good one for odds. He's he has been disappointing, but worth a crack today, I think. Nice. There you go. There you go. Current surge, maiden mile, each way chance today at Tarapa. That is Andrew Forsman. He is the trainer for the chosen one, mate. Congratulations for having a runner in the cup. All the best, mate. We'll be cheering the chosen one at Ocean Billy home for the Kiwi horses. We love it, mate. Thanks so much for joining us. Have a great day. You too, boys. Thank you. Legend. There you go. That is Andrew Forsman. Bears, what an absolute champion. We'll be back soon to react to that little chat with Andrew Forsman.
90 seconds away from Trudy with the news, and I've seen her omen bets for the day, and they are looking nice. Uh, news for Kubota coming up very shortly. A great text here with their top four, Charlie Rose, incentivized Grand Promenade, Spanish Mission. Thank you, Adam. And the thought just occurred to me, boys, we need to bet this $250. Well, we've got a punters club today that the SENZ's running. We're asking people to get into by texting the code word Melbourne, their name, their TAB account number, where they're from. But we need to bet it. We need some tips. Izzy, have you been, have you, is your nose in the form book, mate? Have you got the, have you got the mail for us? Oh, well, let's be honest. I'm only really worrying about one race. But there's a fit that we've obviously got a, a big meeting over at Flemington that I've had a wee look at. I like Skyman in race four. $4.80. But um, look, let's be honest, I'll leave it to you guys. You guys are the experts. So whatever you guys want to choose, you can put that $250 and that'll go a long way to one lucky punter on our text line. Double eight, double three. Keep those texts coming through with your account number, your full name, your suburb with the code word Melbourne Cup and you could go into the draw. You go into the draw to get into that punter's club. How good would that be? But coming up, that was great to chat to Andrew Forsman. Coming up, we got Sir Peter Vella after the break, after the news with Trudy, we're off to track down some McCafe coffees. And here's Trudy with the news. For Kubota, together we are shaping and building New Zealand. Is Baz and Izzy for breakfast on ECNZ. Baz and Izzy for breakfast on ECNZ. It's Tuesday, the 2nd of November, the first Tuesday of November, and it's Melbourne Cup Day. If you haven't noticed, we are pumping its tyres up. Right throughout the day, we've had a good two hours so far. Had some great guests, Billy Pomari on the show. Billy Pomari, if you missed that, make sure you head over to a Baz and Izzy for Breakfast podcast. You can download the SENZ app, SENZ app, and you can get all the podcasts. And we spoke to Billy Pomari, and he's going to have a hangy down today. He's got a good crew coming over. They're getting dressed up. He's got his red bands on with a suit. Over the top. So Billy Pumari, he was an absolute champion with Billy Ocean, Ocean's Billy, Ocean Billy today racing in the the uh, Melbourne Cup. How special of occasion that is for Billy Pumari. And we also had Andrew Forsman and the Chosen One, another Kiwi trainer with a Kiwi um, horse in the race. The Chosen One, as last year came fourth, flew home. Can it go one better? Get on the Kiwi horses, Chosen One and Ocean Billy. How good was that? Coming up on the show, though, we got uh, we're gonna we're doing the countdown. The NZ Cup Week countdown continues as we are six days out from uh, from New Zealand Cup Week. Today is Melbourne Cup Day, and the last horse to win the New Zealand Cup and the Melbourne Cup was Empire Rose, ridden by the great Tony Allen. New Zealand Cup 1987 to 1988 Melbourne Cup. Tony joins us to reminisce, reminisce on those memories uh, later in the show. But keep those texts coming in, guys. The text machine has been. Lying. Everyone wants to be a part of this promo. They can be a part of the Melbourne Day, uh, Melbourne Cup Day Punters Club. Club. Text us your TAB account, your suburb, your full name, and the code word Melbourne Cup, and you'll go into that draw to be a part of the winnings. Hopefully, a few million. But right now, we've got a special guest, a special guest that we missed yesterday, but today's perfect. Things happen for a reason. And Sir Peter Vella is waiting for us. I'm going to pass it over to Baz. Thank you, Izzy. Yes, yesterday we did miss the chance to catch up with one of the titans of the equine industry worldwide due to a couple of glitches. But we've got him back, and it's Sir Peter who is on the line. And he is going to talk to us about the brutal 
Coolmore Stud Stakes performance of Home Affairs very shortly. It was also an, a great opportunity for us to be able to reminisce about one of the true Kiwi triumphs of the Melbourne Cup. Here comes Ethereal down the outside, followed by Karaji, and then may the horse be with you. Get the slip well clear at the 200 metre mark, though. Down the outside is Ethereal starting to close. Get the slip with Ethereal coming home. Get the slip in front. Ethereal's coming hard. The Caulfield Cup winners grab the lead, and Ethereal does the double. Yeah, it was 2001. It was the Kiwi bred and Kiwi owned Ethereal winning the great race, bred and co owned by Sir Peter. And his late brother, Philip, what an awesome memory those, those words. Sir Peter Valor joins us on the line now from just down the hallway, actually. Good morning, Sir Peter. Good morning, Baz. Mate, that must be pretty cool memories. You, you would have heard that replay a thousand times, I'm sure, but mustn't must never get old. You just never tire of it. In fact, I hadn't heard it for a little while, and when I heard it just then, it's still uh, it's the hair standing up. <laughs> Mate, talk to us a little bit. We're gonna we're gonna get on to home affairs shortly because what a story that is, and the, the connections along with with J Mac and and all of the owners in in that exciting cult. But let's just just focus a little bit on on Melbourne Cup and and what today. What is tell us someone who's been there who's won the Melbourne Cup, the experience of it all. Just how special is it? Well, it is just uh, indescribably exciting to be part of it, and uh, I remember. Uh, you were speaking earlier of Tony Allen and, and uh, Empire Road, 1988, and the excitement uh, around that when Laurie Laxton managed to train the winner at the mighty Empire Road. And then uh, just a few years later, to be to, to, to have one that's, uh, that's going to the races, uh, well, it's hard to believe, and you just... Uh, just hope all the time that it might be your year, but you know that it probably won't be. But uh, it's a fantastic feeling. No she was just, about it. She was just amazing, wasn't she? What she was able to achieve in 2001, 2002 in particular, the, the Caulfield Cup, the mm. Queensland Oaks, Doombin Roses, and then obviously the Melbourne Cup. You add to the 2002, the BMW Stakes as well. She was the Australian Champion Stayer of the Year in 2002. And she sits, she's at home on the farm Sue Peter? She is. She's at home. She uh, is enjoying her retirement. Um, she's a lovely mare to have around. It's, uh, she still has plenty of visitors, even though it's 20 years since she uh, uh, achieved it. She's a you know fit and healthy mare, and uh, she knows that she's the boss. Beautiful. <laughs> well, let's um, let's fast forward. Well, let's go back to, to Saturday, actually, and the performance of well, an up-and-coming sprinting sensation in, in home affairs. The That result, the performance of the I'm Invincible cult was just so powerful. It made just an incredible statement to to all those out there. Just talk us through a little bit um, the the story of, of home affairs and, and how you were able to, to be a part of that, that uh, the ownership group. Yeah, it was... Um... It was really Tom Magna, who, who, his brainchild to put a group together that uh, w- would try and buy horses that could, if they you know, won the right races, could be future stallions. And uh, um, I was lucky enough to be included. It's basically the, the, the nucleus of the Coolmore uh, operation, plus, um, plus a, a, new, a new guy that um, 
that's joined them, a very, very nice man, George von Opel. And uh, and then Chris Wallop put it together and he included some of his clients and uh, um, and I was pushing them to make sure that they remembered to check the New Zealand catalogue uh, <laughs> when they started. And they said, yeah, well, we will, but why don't you... Um, and so it went, and, and I was pleased to be part of it and delighted that it's taking shape how it was intended. It was an $875,000 yearling, and I guess on the back of the the Group 1 success in the weekend of the Cornwall Stud Stakes, his value's north of probably $20, 25000000 so it's been a remarkable success story. But money's one thing, but the... The experience is another, and, and I know you would have taken just an immense amount of satisfaction that James McDonald was in the saddle. He was high in the irons when he crossed the the finish line, and, and I know that, and he, I've read the comments from him, that it means so much for him to be able to achieve success for you and, and the story between you guys and, and the mentorship that you've had for him is, is well documented. But do you want to just explain a little bit to us about, about that relationship? Actually, it is a, it's a good story because uh, my first encounter with James was uh, when George Simon was he was doing something with the apprentice school and and uh, and they had a young kid at fourteen or fifteen that had won the the, the prize for uh, for most promising apprentice or something like that and so I went to talk to them and. Uh, and, and this um, young James came up and got the got the award, and and he said to me, "I'm looking forward to riding those blue and white hoops, you know." And I said, "You know, here's a kid that is going to go places," and, uh, and and so it did. So first opportunities, he you know he was champion of friend, he was champion at everything he did, and uh, uh, you wouldn't get a better person, and uh, you wouldn't get a better athlete or a more dedicated uh, uh, horse person. Comes from a his father was a brilliant uh, is a brilliant horseman so it's not not uh, something that just came along it's, it's uh, there in his blood and uh, it was really my pleasure to see that he got the best start that he possibly could so uh, I took him to Ireland one year and he rode for Jesse Harrington just to get a feel of uh, Northern Hemisphere uh, systems and then uh, the following year. Uh, he was, you know, really popular at Ascot. He's he's gone from uh, looking forward to the blue and white hoops, and he's ridden in the Queen's colours, and uh, and uh, and so it goes. And he's he's really he, he's returned many times over anything that's been done for him because he's just been dedicated to be uh, to do the best possible job he can, and uh, and he does, and it's. Uh, lovely that he's a Kiwi and uh, he's leaving his mark all over the world. Yeah, he obviously went through some tough times as well um, when when he got in a little bit of strife on that victory of Astern. But I remember then that, that you stood by him and, and you you guided him through and, and mentored him through. And I guess it's days like sad day where where from listening to him talk after. He, he feels that that's just a small gesture of, of repayment for, for all the work that you've been able to put in and, and the impact that you've had on him. So we all thank you as well for, for the mentorship because we all managed to get a dollar off him on the punts. <laughs> so thank you very much for that, Sir Peter. Let's, um, let's talk a little bit about um, the, 
the Kiwi breeds. Let's talk New Zealand bloodstock and, and the fact that, you know, we've got so many of the Kiwi breeds in the cup today. Um, what, what's your take on, on some of our starters over there in, in, the, in the big one? Well, you know, you, these sorts of days, and, and we all know how hard it is to pick the winner of a Melbourne Cup. It's, uh, um, it's great day to, to have a syndicate where you put a pin in the page and uh, you pick five or six and take a quaddy and, and that sort of thing. But when you, when you go through it, when I was thinking about what would I like to win, well, then you get to the New Zealand breeds, and gee, they are an influential uh, um, article in the cup. And you know, you look at uh, very elegant J Mac. Track's probably not going to be in its favour today, but uh, it's won a Caulfield Cup. You can't discount it, or it's up and wait a little, and uh, uh, J Mac will, will take a little bit of that weight off it by his sheer genius. Um, chosen one, son of Icaro Studs, fire. Um, you can't get better than that. And then you, you go down to Ocean Billy, and, and you know, that could be a Waikato Stud uh, uh, Quinella. Well, what a day it would be, and what would there be a better winner than, than Ocean Billy? And, and I'd love to see Bill Pomade and his wife Susie and. Uh, and their friend Peter um, Peter Ludgate, I think. Apologies if I've got it wrong. But um, he was a brilliant winner of the Auckland Cup. He's going to love the track today. Uh, it looks like it's going to be good and, and quick, which uh, which will suit him. And uh, and then you go down the page a bit, and you've got Trilly Rose, um, five-year-old mare, 51 kilos, real true blue. Uh, Sir Patrick Hogan, Tavistock out of the Beal Mare. Wouldn't that be a wonderful uh, result? And, and and that is not an impossibility. It's part of a, a, a brilliant win and um, and good form for, for this sort of race. So, oh, it would be lovely if it was uh, if it was in a, a New Zealand trifecta, let's say, Baz, but let's not be greedy and, and uh, just hope one of them can get up. But there are some uh, last year's winner. He, I think he's going to be difficult because even though he's nine year old, his form is good. He's um, he's uh, he's performed probably a little better than it was last year coming into the race. But then you can't discount the favourite. I mean, it's I can't remember a favourite as short as incentivised. Um, I would say I think if you're going to back it, I would leave it a little while because I think Melbourne Cup Day it's going to drift a bit because people are going to be looking for value and the money's going to be not hitting that way you could you could see $3 for incentivised before the start mm. but um, but big ask, big ask 57 kilos and it's, uh, I, I smiled to Gay Waterhouse, I was listening to her the other day and tongue in cheek she said well I don't think it can win she said, I, I, uh, Queensland hasn't had a winner yet. Why would they start now? But uh, I'm sure it was tongue-in-cheek. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but, but you've got to be cognizant of, uh, of the logic. But, um, yeah, it's, uh, it's a great day, a wonderful, wonderful day for, for so many people. It is the race that stops the nation. And uh, now all over the world, we'll, we'll, we'll be watching it as well. The numbers are absolutely colossal. 
and uh, and who knows? And I think the best way to to attack it if, um, is to try and build up your pool early. And uh, and uh, in race one, we've got the Craig Williams on Ramosu, and it just looks a nice way to um, to to build your own pool. So if you're going to spend a couple of hundred dollars today. I'd spend a hundred of it on Craig Williams in the first four dollar shot, and uh, and then you're either you're either playing with another five hundred or another four hundred, and uh, you can have a wonderful day. Um, Beautiful. That's good. That's good. Go that pool. easy. <laughs> it does look quite simple. Um, yeah. Maribyrnong Plate, of course, is a is a great uh, a great race. Um, Philip and I won it years and years ago with a horse called Lord Mornington, trained by um, Jeff Murphy, who was just a sensational human. And uh, I remember it was one of my first expeditions there, and I was cheering and yelling, and a guy tapped me behind me and said, we don't do that here. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it was a good lesson, but it didn't stick with me for long. <laughs> oh, that's brilliant! So, Peter, we've got uh, Izzy. I know Izzy's busting to try and get in here and just hang me out to dry a little bit. So, so where you go, Iz? In, in you get. Hey, so Peter. Uh, so Peter, nice <laughs> to morning, chat to you, mate. Um, can you just? Morning. Good morning. Great to have you on the show, so Peter. Um, I want to talk to you about the menus that you've been providing. <laughs> not only bears, but phlegm as well. They're outstanding, and uh, you. It's, it's disgusting. I'm sitting there at home salivating over these oysters, <laughs> a pinkaro, red wine, nice pinot noir. What else did you have the other day? A little wagyu pie. What are you? What are you feeding? What are you doing to these lads? This is MIQ. I don't know what people have been complaining about. It's, uh, <laughs> it's wonderful. <laughs> we're in our sec- We're on the home run now, and it's, I'm, I'm getting apprehensive about having to pack up. <laughs> Oh, well, I can just sit here. Those outstanding meals. I can just about hear the champagne bottle being popped from down the hallway, actually, Sir Peter. So, in <laughs> anticipation of a big, a big afternoon. But look, um, why don't, why don't we? Is he? Should we? Should we ask Sir Peter to put, just steer us into the Melbourne Cup winner? What do you think? Yep, yep. Steer us in, please, Sir Peter. Who are you, who are you thinking? Well, now that is. Well, I'm going to use pure science here, and <laughs> I am going with Ocean Billy. Drawn 13, uh, material draw. Yes, yes. Uh, I don't know. He's 50 to 1 or something. Shouldn't be that. You're looking, got to look for something, and it would be the best party if uh, if he could win it, and there would be no more deserving owners. But if if, if Ocean Billy can't, let's hope it's... Uh, uh, the chosen one for Lee Rose, very elegant, and one of the other New Zealand breads, and uh, and fingers crossed that uh, one of them can get up. Fantastic! It would be a great story. Ocean Billy, Billy Pomardi, and all the team. Gee, yeah, we would hear we'd hear them from here, I reckon, Sir Peter, all the way from South Auckland here. But I, I just wanted to just wanted to say a massive thank you for joining us on. On Baz and Izzy for breakfast, especially on this, yeah, um, thanks, this special Peter. day, which is the first Tuesday of November. So a huge thank you, everything as well, for what you've done for New Zealand racing um, and, and all the people that are involved in New Zealand racing, the Jay, James McDonald's and, and everyone which you've been able to uh, 
to to have such a significant impact on on the years, and also appreciate you for your friendship and and God. Can you stop feeding that leech, Flim? Please, can you stop feeding <laughs> that leech, Flim, as well. <laughs> <laughs> All right, boys. Thanks a lot for having me. I enjoyed it. I enjoy your show, and you're, you're doing a great job. Keep it up. Well done. And good punting. Well, Oh, good man. That is <laughs> Sir Peter Valor, obviously the principal of uh, Pencaro Stud, but also um, New Zealand Bloodstock, and made a major, major impact. Hall of Famer, uh, major impact on, well, not just New Zealand, but also on uh, the New Zealand thoroughbred industry. So uh, very special and lucky for us there is to be joined by such a legend on such a special day for us as well. It's coming up 8.22 in the morning, still Heaps more to come here on Baz Nizzi for breakfast. Big thanks to Chemist Warehouse. Great savings every day. News, but before then, you've still... Well, that actually makes it 33 minutes for you to still get involved with us on our Good Oil... Uh, not our Good Oil, the Melbourne Cup Day Punters Club for this show. But you can keep texting throughout the day. So double eight double three, your TAB account number, your name, where you are around New Zealand, and the code word, which is Melbourne, and 20 of you legends are going to be punting the day with us here at SCNZ. We've got 250 to spend. We've just had a little brainstorm. We know what we're doing, but keep your messages coming through on double eight double three for the TAB. He is the party, and it is the Melbourne Cup party. Paul Moate. Morning, Paul. Yeah, morning, boys. How are we feeling? I'm, I'm absolutely fizzing. Fizzing. Yes, fizzing, Paulie. We're three fizzing, coffees. too. We are fizzing, oh, mate. Yeah, it's the first Tuesday in November. It's just a wonderful, wonderful day. Oh. I'll tell you what, the sun is out down here in Wellington. I'm hoping to catch the race later on this afternoon somewhere in town at a bar. Uh, oh, I just I can't wait. Uh-huh, you beauty, stars, quickly, mate. quickly, give us what you've got, and then we want your Melbourne Cup tip from Paulie Moati. Come oh, on, crikey! Yeah, well, don't forget we've got a bonus back blitz today on the first three races from Wingatui, Tarapa, and Flemington. So nine races all together, bonus back races, races one, two, and three from Wingatui, Tarapa, and Flemington. Just to start your day off nicely. Uh, we've also got a $50,000 guaranteed late quaddy at Tarapa and a $25,000 guaranteed late quaddy at Wingatui. Um, plenty going on. And, of course, if you don't have an account yet, uh, you can sign up on the website or the app. And we've got a 20 buck double-up promotion going for new accounts as well. Open up the account, deposit 20 bucks, and get 40 bucks worth of bonus bets. Uh, Pretty simple, really. Um, look, I can tell you, uh, Ocean Billy has been just... I think everyone in New Zealand has got at least a dollar on Ocean Billy. We uh, <laughs> we have we cannot turn the tap off. Currently $51 fixed with us at the moment. I don't know. I'd, I don't know whether... If Ocean Billy does get up, I'll be so happy for Bill Pumare and his team. But boy, yeah. oh boy... There'll be no more bonus bets for you boys for a long, long time. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I expect another one later today, mate, because I've been talked into it. We've had Sir Peter Valor. He's backed it. Uh, We had Bill Pumari on as well, and he's right amongst it. So, mate, what a great story that would be for Bill. Oh, the the movie executives will be knocking down his door if Ocean (laughs) Billy were to get up and win the Melbourne Cup later on this afternoon. Um, I, I picked up on what Baz said. Uh, Joseph O'Brien 
getting across to Australia to watch the defending champ Twilight Payment mm. uh, go around. That that really spruced my sort of me me ears up, and I I might just have to have a little go. I I know he's carrying two and a half kilos more than he did last year when he won. Um, but gee, if Joseph O'Brien's coming across, that that just it's like when I think uh, Baz came down to Trentham to watch Tabitha. Um, that sort of made me sort of stand up and think something's going on here. So, uh, yeah, I'm keen to back <laughs> Twilight Payment. Oh, Joseph O'Brien and myself on the same team. So I'll take it. Thank you very much, Paulie Mwati, from the TAB, yeah, of course, promotions and playing oh, hundreds of sports markets to choose from. Visit tab.co.nz. Please gamble responsibly. R18, it is. Oh, we're running over. Crikey, we've got a delayed start here for the news with with Trudy and Kubota. Together, we're shaping and building New Zealand. Yeah, and we've uh, got Melbourne Cup loopy here this morning. We cannot wait for the great race. Gee, it's a long day when you get up at quarter to four and you've got the Melbourne Cup over 12 hours later, but I'm going to stay all day just like the chosen one <laughs> and Ocean Billy are going to for New Zealand. Can't wait for that. Now, Delphi needed to be uh, vetted again this morning, actually, boys. Um, wow. So yeah. yeah. Really? Yeah. I thought there was half a chance, actually. Oh, I agree. I, I think um, I, oh, more than a half a chance, mate. And and it just you never want on the eve of. And obviously they've put in more precautions this year round. So Delphi and Future Score need to go uh, veterinary examinations before final scratching time at seven thirty a.m. Australian time. So nine thirty by nine thirty New Zealand time. We should know if they are getting a start. So if you had Delphi in your sweepstake or future score, just stay tuned and make sure you, you keep peeled to Smithy after us because we'll give you that update. All right. If you had future score, then you don't deserve to win anyway. That can't win. 201 to 1. Just get rid of it. They'll hold up the fast ones. Sorry, Louis. Jeez, <laughs> <laughs> oh, Joe, Joe's, Joe, and, Joe in the back scattered in his sweepstake and was telling me he was going to be a millionaire. Well, you've done this. <laughs> You've deflated the ball bargain. Um, Sorry. It's all right. Hey, the Punters Club, the Melbourne Cup Punters Club, we're running with you today. Now, Clado's going to be on with Beeve, who's back and cursed today. So they're going to be seeing us home in the Melbourne Cup. But we've got Staffy and Smithy and us. We've got $250 each, the shows. And our spend, well, look, we teased it through the break. Here's our spend. $100 to start the day on Renusu who is the Godolphin two-year-old colt in race one at Flemington. So Peter Val has given us a lead into one here. I don't know if anyone expected that, but he has. And he said, start your day with a bang, Craig Williams and the Godolphin team in the first. Have a look, a little look at that with a $100 bet. So we're going to split our $100, $100 on Renusu in the first. We all agree that Skyman for Chris Waller is well overdue a win. Baz, you tipped it out probably before you went to the IPL and we're stuck with it. Mm. It's had seconds and thirds, so we're going to go... $100 on Skyman to break through on Flemington at Melbourne Cup Day. And in race number six, I want to take a fixed odds Quinella with Profiteer and Inthar, two very fast, very fast three-year-olds, a filly and a colt up the straight at Flemington over the 1,000 metres. So that's our $250 spend. Izzy, what are you thinking? Oh, mate, we're going to get the Punters Club paid because that's what we're trying to do on the Bears and Izzy for breakfast. And it's great to have you back, Bears. Honestly, we've been trying to get people paid. And Louis's been doing a great job, and I've just been dragging the chain. But, no, I love that, mate. So, <laughs> Renosu's paying five bucks. You get a hundy on that. That's five hundy for the club. 
four dollars eighty for Sky Man, and not like I've been backing it since Baz has brought it up, and we haven't got paid yet. But today is the day because this show has been full of energy, full of excitement. Baz is on fire, and in my queue, so Peter Vella is about to drop a nice bottle of Cristal champagne at his door, <laughs> and they're about to rip into it, and we're going to get the punting away. And well, this show and every week we love counting down to New Zealand Cup week because we've got to think horses cup. Melbourne Cup today, Cup Week, New Zealand next week. How good. We're only six days away. Coming up after the break, we're going to talk to the great Tony Allen. He rode the New Zealand Cup winner, Empire Rose, in 1987, and then he went on to win the Melbourne Cup in 1988. So we're going to count down continues that we're six days out from Cup Week. Today is Melbourne Cup Day, so Tony Allen is coming up shortly. Yep, you absolutely are. And the Kenatai phone line is there. If you want to tell us a quick Melbourne Cup story or you want to talk about who's going to win this year, give us a call. 800 150 Smithy up after us. Then Staffy for Kirsty Beaven. Clado today as well getting the call up for the great day. Well, look, it is Melbourne Cup day and this is our Cup Week countdown. So we had to naturally find a tie-in, didn't we? of the turf. But it's up up to Yarkow Shark. Champions of the track. He's the best in the land. Sunday Sun won it. The best to ever pace. And once again, Lazarus has arisen. And the calls will never forget. He's an equine masterpiece. He's fearless. This is Bears and Izzy's New Zealand Cup Week Countdown. Yes, it is. New Zealand Cup Week countdown with only six days out from Cup Week. Welcome back to our Cup Week countdown presented by Fiverr Fresh, Equine and Calf Superfood, proudly New Zealand made. Today we are six days out from Cup Week here on SNZ and we cannot wait to rip into the fantastic carnival down here, down here in Christchurch. Yes, six days out and to be perfectly honest, we're breaking our own rules. We don't have a link to number six. So we're going on something better. Today is Melbourne Cup Day, and the last horse to win the New Zealand Cup, as well as the Melbourne Cup, was the wonderful and quite astonishing Empire Rose, trained by the legend Laurie Laxon and ridden by young Tony Allen. The gigantic mare won the 1987 New Zealand Cup before knocking them off in the 1988 Melbourne Cup, a race she ran in four times. Tony Tony Allen is very fond of his old partner in crime, and he's joined us today. Good morning, Tony. Good morning. Mate, today's a very, very special day. Has it brought back memories of that 1988 Melbourne Cup win on Empire Rose? Talk us through that moment, mate. Yes, um, it definitely does, yeah. Um, yeah, she, uh, we, I heard you say she, she ran second and won the New Zealand Cup. So the following year, 88, we we knew she was in the field and we um, took a different path. So we used the McKinnon Stakes as a, a lead-up. She had only one or two runs here in New Zealand. And um, the way she went past those wait-for-age horses, and we were using that as a, to, um, to improve her, well... We had to have a lot of confidence, and the main thing with the Empire Rose too, she she needed a firm track, so there mm. was light showers, but it um, dried out to be firm. So uh, that was a important uh, thing for Empire Rose, that firm ground, and um, 
gate didn't really bother us. We, Laurie and I, walked the track on the Sunday, and uh, <clears throat> gate twenty-two, and um, they probably didn't. None of the jockeys and um, didn't uh, know our riding tactics, so it worked out well, I think. And um, wind is up in a, in a nice place without doing too much work down the straight the first time. Mm. Um, yeah, so being left in front, but um, she gave it all. Yeah, so um, running second the year before and um, winning it in '88. Um, running second was hard, but winning it was uh, a fantastic feeling and needed the horse and appreciate the owners being loyal and Laurie too and his training you know, masterful training to have him right on the day. Yeah, and Sir Tristram helped a lot too. He he sighed three winners, so I was quite lucky to be associated with Sir Tristram horses. Mm. Mate, I can hear the I can hear the emotions in your voice uh, having to speak about those little moments and you spoke about the tactics and the, the preparation that was needed to win that. Can you delve into a little bit about the tactics? What, what, what did you have to do tactically in that race to get the result and the win that you were sorely after? Yeah, well, Laurie, he was, um, he was you know, he was very laid back and he left it to me, really, knowing the horse so well and working with her mm. and... With um, Vorog leading in the McKinnon Stakes and setting that pace, we were just we were intending to race back anyway in that race, and uh, we ended up um, in the last few, and then in the straight she um, she unwound, kept the sprint up, and went to the line full of running. So um, yeah, Laurie and I talked and. Um, she won second, if you remember, you do. She was midfield on the fence that year, and she drew gate seven or eight, so I ended up midfield, and she she really travelled. Um, she pulled really hard. I was wasting that year, like 50 and a half, I think she had. And um, <clears throat> the gaps come nice that year, and... and um, yeah, she may have needed that run that 87 year because we sort of had to rush her to get her there. I, I was suspended in that Tim Bodle race, which was a qualifying race at Tirapa. I think it was that it was a 2300. And now the European horses, you know, that's the reason, part of the reason they get in because they're running at that distance, those distances. And Japanese horses, is that correct, you think? Yeah. We, yeah, we are New Zealand horses, yeah, and um, that particular year, and Warwick Robinson rode it, but I was stable rider for Laurie, and I, I got the ride back, and um, she was actually a better horse after that run, and like you mentioned, she'd come back on the flight, and she's really, when she took a plane flight, it, she was an international horse, like, um, she tightened up nice, so being a four-win horse, and She's only a four-win horse, I think. And um, when she won the New Zealand Cup after that run there, that uh, 
second in the Melbourne Cup. She um, really was a good thing in the New Zealand Cup on that form, wasn't she? Yeah, yeah absolutely. Oh, like it's that. great being. Yeah. It's been awesome being able to reminisce with you, Tony, on on what was obviously a clearly special couple of years for you and, and that relationship that you had with Empire Rose and we really appreciate you joining us here on, on Baz and Izzy for breakfast to be able to take us a little bit back and, and just be a part of that journey that you guys went on so thank you very much and gee I'm not sure if you've had a look at the field but have you got one that you can you can steer us into for today's Melbourne Cup? Um, they're all going for incentivise is it? Centivise? Is it? Centivise yeah yeah, sorry, incentivise. Yeah, um, yeah, I I go for number one actually. Um, I know he's nine, but he won the race last year, gate two, and um, I don't know if he likes the rain. If there's any rain forecast, but um, Joseph O'Brien. So that's the one I'm going for. But in the Melbourne Cup, Twilight. as you know, that the lightweights can pop up, can't they? Yeah, they sure can. That's Twilight Payment. Beautiful. Okay, so you're going back-to-back back on on the European stayer. So, anyway, thank you very much for joining us, mate. That was that was fantastic, and we really appreciate it. Cheers, Tony. Thank you. That awesome. was... Yeah, that was pretty awesome. That was Tony Allen, and that was today's Cut Week Countdown with Fibre Fresh Everyday Equine and Calf Superfood for the optimal health and performance of your animals. We've got coming up very soon... The doyen, Ian Smith, and I'm looking forward to his response to the temper sleep on it question we posed to him yesterday.